Hello and good evening. This is Courtney King, aka The Heart Mentor, aka The Emancipator. I'm coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia. You're listening to the Reboot Your Biblical Perspective radio talk show, where we identify the misguided modern day perspectives of the Bible, giving context to the spiritual dynamics of who and what you are via the lens of Rabbi Yeshua and his apostles in the name. On this radio show, we identify subjects and themes that have been misunderstood from the Bible in the name verified by pragmatic and experimental research carried out under the Zane Kai Keturah International Institute of Pneumatology. And hello and good evening, everyone. This is Tanya Whitkey from Virtual Kisses, speaking to you live from Canada. And we would like to give a huge shout out to everyone joining us on Kingdom Purpose Radio, YouTube, and Facebook. If you would like to ask us any questions, feel free to comment on YouTube at Anointed Life, or join our Facebook group, Anointed Life Mindset Mentors. So good evening, everybody. We've got a treat for you. Um, good evening, everyone. <laughs> how's your week been? My week has uh, been very busy, very mm. busy because of fall heading, mm-hmm. um, heading our way. And we basically just started um, putting all our summer stuff away and um, bringing our winter gear (laughs) gear out and yeah transitioning with school and just yeah ready to learn new things and move in the direction where god has focus for my family yeah very nice wow how about you courtney i I don't think i officially shift like that but fall (laughs) is my favorite time of year so i am excited to get into the fall i love the weather um, my week, on the other hand, it has been a lot going on in it. I'm just, I think I'm still like getting used to teaching again because I did take two years off. Yeah. And getting accustomed to being just like in a new place, a lot of adjusting, still moving in to my place and, you know, taking things out of storage bit by bit and moving in. So just doing quite a bit, still in school. So um, I'm well. I just have had to make a very I've had to be very diligent with my self-existent calendar um, yeah. so that I can execute everything and remain in the garden. Wow. Yes, that's so true. <laughs> so guys, if you um, are transitioning, how about you guys give us a comment and on our Facebook or YouTube or whatnot, tell us what you're transitioning into. What kind of self-existent things are you taking into account and moving forward into? So we'd love to hear it. And that's really interesting how the seasons change and we adapt to the seasons. I don't know why that's just mm. an interesting subject. We put these clothes away. Maybe we go to these <laughs> certain places. You're not really going to the swimming pool anymore. It's just like, it just kind of changes for you. Certain fruits yeah. you can't get. Interesting. Yeah. And that's it not is, what we're talking about is. today. <laughs> no, no, that's not what we're going to talk about. <laughs> Our, so today it, we're actually going to talk about, da-da-da, what? Do, 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 do trust and apologizing. Yeah. Don't we all have that in our life? You know, mm-hmm. some, some areas where we are working on trust, sometimes we make mistakes and uh, we notice we make mistakes, but we're kind of like, eh, I'm not going to apologize, whatever, you know, right, type, right, right. type of attitude or whatnot. And so, sometimes we have trust issues. And a lot of that yeah. comes because you have not done some of the things that we've talked about before. And mm-hmm. so 
even if you're like a person like you may not be aware of what trust issues are a lot of times we're taught that it's a subject subjective um way of measuring things right. and um we really need to know what that really means the ability to trust someone because a lot of times that's been compromised mm-hmm. you know i've been in situations also where you know it could have been a romantic situation and i just put too much trust in too quickly right and it could have been friends where you're like oh my god i really like their personality and you're like oh and you're all of a sudden telling your whole life story <laughs> so yes. and then later to find out oops that was not you know then you're dealing with fear and betrayal and abandonment and you know fear of being manipulated again so Oh, definitely. Definitely. I can give um, an example in my early teens, I think. Yeah. Um, A friend of mine. (laughs) Yeah. uh, A friend of mine um, wanted to borrow some, a clothes item of mine and wanted to, um, and because I was more like, yeah, why not? You know, I'll give it Mm -hmm. to you. And I trusted that this friend of mine would be able to give it back when she was done going to the dance or whatever she wanted to do with it. Because mm-hmm. I trusted her totally. Like she, right, right. she's my, my friend, everything like that. And um, eventually uh, it was been weeks, two weeks, mm-hmm. a month. And I, and I didn't really say anything. I just, you know, we made the deal. You'll give it back when you're done. So I thought, okay, maybe she's not done with it, whatever. And then maybe after three three months later, I've I finally asked, "Hey, did you um, were you finished with that the item of clothing that I borrowed?" And the friend of mine at the time said, "Oh, I, I took it to the dry cleaners." And I'm like, "Oh, great! Oh, awesome!" Two more months, three more months go by. Ooh, it's a long cleaning. Thinking, yes, <laughs> you're thinking. Well, um, you'd get it back by then. So I asked again and. Then it was, the excuse was, uh, I lost it. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then after two years or so, um, I think it was my sister found out um, that this person was wearing it again and said that I thought you lost it or whatever. And the whole trust thing went um, to the garbage for me. Mm. Yeah, where it was like, well, I can't even lend something out and not, uh, you know, have the idea that you're going to bring it back like you said you were and then Mm -hmm. you know it kind of broke that that trust with that friend at the time so it leaves a kind of a scar where you're like if they ever asked you anything else again you would like nah you have second thoughts or Mm -hmm. of course you know yeah so that was an example of um, a trust issue that I had years years ago so Mm. yeah well, dang, I have so many. <laughs> I'm so glad I know how to do things self-existently now because I put mm-hmm. myself in quite a few situations and I was trying to figure out which one I'm willing to spill the tea on right now and tell my business to the world. So, um, because there's a few I've had in mind. There are some where I put trust into family members um, and just mm. because they're family, you know, we say blood sticking in the water. That's not necessarily the truth. Uh, where it's been just few friends that I've known for, you know, quite a bit. And there's, like I said earlier, there's been romantic situations where because of my lack of understanding of trust, I just kind of jumped 
fully into something and didn't do that. So when I try to think of a specific situation, um, it just comes to mind like trust. I can't think of a specific situation, but I kind of think of how like similar to yours where I've just had this thing in my thoughts lately where a person is not going to treat your things like you treat your things. Right. And it's very rare that you meet someone with a character who's going to take care of your things. Like even something as small as like, I don't wear shoes in my apartment. Mm. That's something that if I gave you the keys to go get something out of my house, even though that's small to you, I'm trusting you to follow how I want things to be done in my house. So I think it can go to like small things that are important, that are a priority to me priority to me but it's not necessarily a priority to you and you don't think it's a big deal and then there's large things like um times where like I said I have um you know met someone and just went all in and then it turns out that there was not enough information going between the two of us right or an mm-hmm. agreement as we know self-existently how we function in a friend partnership Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe as we go through the show, I'll think of something specific that I want to share. But okay. I can't think of anything specific that I want to share right now. Okay. Well, let, I have a, um, well, let's put this question out there. Mm-hmm. How do we start to tr- uh, trust others? How do we like, start to trust others? How do we set that out? Like, as a self Well, first, person. I think we need to know what trust is. So good. Mm-hmm. I think because if you don't know what it is, you don't know how to do it, right? So right. I think how we define it at the Institute is consistent reliability over time. Right. Exactly. And the reason that it has to be over time is so that you can collect data so that mm-hmm. you can observe that person to see what type of mind or character you are dealing with. Because all okay. people are spirit and spirit is mobilized by your beliefs. Mm-hmm. So, and your actions come from that. So if we understand what type of character we're dealing with, and a lot of times what we do is we gift trust prior to collecting that data. And I use this in class. Oh, I have perfect examples. I'm a teacher. Oh my goodness. There There you go. go. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, students will ask, um, can I go to the restroom? And I'll say, well, I'll have to actually walk you down there. They're like, Mm -hmm. I just need to go to the restroom. I said, well, because I've observed your character over a time period. And from what I found from your character, and I'll name some of the things to remind them, this is what you've done. And this is why I can't let you go by yourself. So today, one of the students who I knew that he was not supposed to go by himself, there was so much going on in my classroom. I said, go ahead and go. He really needed to go. And I couldn't stop and take him and everyone. I can't leave them all in the class. I have to take everybody. And he goes to the bathroom. And he gets a cup. Uh And Uh he gets a cup of water, pours it in the Uh trash. Cup of water pours it in the trash. <laughs> a teacher walks him down to my room. He said, is this your student? I said, yes, he is. 
She said, did you tell him to go to the restroom? I said, yes, I did. She said, he was taking cups of water, filling them up and dumping them in the trash. <laughs> filling them up and dumping them in the trash. And I said, go sit down. Go sit down. Because I couldn't even address it. First of all, I write down all consequences. I write down everything, most of the things that they do in class. So that when they suffer the, con- the consequence, because in my class, you have to meet the standard or meet the consequence. That's your mm-hmm. option. You meet the standard you meet the con- or the expectation. You meet the expectation or you meet the consequence. He decided to not meet the expectation. But I went into all that to say over a time period, even though this group of students, I've only been with them for 10 weeks, mm-hmm. I have noted all of their character. I know who is a thief. I know who is a liar. I know who <laughs> I can send to the bathroom by themselves. I know mm-hmm. who I can send all the way to the front office, which seems like a mile away from my classroom because I'm in the very back of the building. I know mm-hmm. who I can let do certain things. And I know when something happens in the classroom and I didn't get to see it, I know what student is telling me the truth. Like you'll say, he stood up on your chair. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. <laughs> I know you did. I know you stood in my chair when I walked into the hallway to pass another teacher something. You stood in my chair and now you have detention. And then he doesn't say anything. He's just supposed to sit down because he know he was lying. He, know he stood up in my chair. So it's the same with adults and our children. We have to look at reliability of Over the time. character. Right. That is so true. I, I totally agree with you, Courtney, mm-hmm. that a re um reliability over time it doesn't matter even with adults you know you don't just jump into a trust factor you have to again watch i call it discerning mm-hmm. um, spirits the bible yep. calls it discerning of spirits and you just watch people and yeah you can interact but you you don't give them that closeness to your heart as mm-hmm. You know, you know, you just meet somebody because they they match whatever fun thing you like or something that you're in co- you have in common. You love the with. same color. Yeah, and then you spill everything. It's, mm-hmm. It is. It's so true. Trust over time and just um, knowing where they're coming from. You know, and as you build your relationship, whether it's you know with children or with adults, um, as you build your relationship, you just start to to look at what they're doing. Um, yeah, um, engage in conversations and, you know, eventually, let's say you know them for five years and you know, you've noticed their character, like you're saying with the children, mm-hmm. you, you notice um, the, the constant lyings or the constant uh, manipulations. Okay, you're not going to bring them as close to your heart as, you know, um, as a really good friend. You're just going to keep them kind of as an acquaintance or at a distance, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. So that's pretty good. And what we don't want people to think is we don't want you to have trust issues where you just assume and anticipate, sorry, that Mm -hmm. someone's going to um, betray you. We don't assume that because we don't want you to be a person. We don't want you to be alone in the world, right? We Mm -hmm. still want to have people in different areas of your life. So the most important thing, like I said, is to collect that data over a period of time. And and then you'll see in certain areas, like there's people, you know, you can trust them to watch your kids. Mm-hmm. That's not the same person that I'm going to trust to maybe do something else in my life. Like, I don't know, go pick up some food for me. 
those are two different things. Like, but then there's people I won't trust to pick up food for me. So, but I'll trust them maybe to, like I said, take a paper to a classroom across the hall. So it really does depend on what you've observed on how you let people do. Right. And, and even when they do fail you, yeah, if they do it once, and I guess it would be dependent upon what it is, if mm-hmm. they do it once, that doesn't make it their character. It's when it's consistently something that they're doing. Now, yes. of course, if you borrow my outfit and you destroy <laughs> it, I'm not going to give you another. Okay. No. But I do give the kids <laughs> opportunities to prove that that was a fluke that day. And they were influenced by another mind. Okay. So I, uh, whether it was a person mind or something else, I don't know, but I give people the opportunity to. Yes. Uh, show there's always, character. there's always grace, right? Yes. Where but you want to start small. In. Don't let them yes. watch your kids first. Like that's and not I, where we want to start. <laughs> not watching my two year old. I don't have a two-year-old. But if I did, you wouldn't watch it because I would need to see your character first. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, uh, I do agree with what you were saying earlier too. Like if I came from a mindset where somebody has been doing me wrong, we're talking self-existent mindset, but if I came from a mindset where somebody was doing me wrong all the time and I just feel like the world is after, is, is after me, then yeah, I'm going to have trust issues. And that's the lens I look at. We don't, we're not talking about that lens. We're talking about self-existent lens where you're giving people plenty of opportunity you're you're walking in love you're walking in um yeah the lens of love but to in that lens you're still evaluating you're still um watching and learning and you know interacting still right so Mm -hmm. hopefully this can help you guys out (laughs) yeah because a lot of mental health issues Oh, this, I wanted to get into this part. A lot of mental health Mm. issues come from you gifting trust Mm. and you're feeling rejected and sad and hurt and you're playing this scene over and over and you're becoming angry and flustered and feeling abandoned. And again, that's because you entrusted yourself, you entrusted your heart based on Mm. what somebody has said or based on a conversation with them. And that is normal in our society. For people to meet someone and like I said before to share intimate things and all of a sudden you're like mm-hmm. oh my god I met someone she's so cool he's so cool and now you're best friends and you're talking it up and you're spending all this time together then they stab you in the back and tell your secrets or you know steal your money and you're surprised well you got got because you didn't allow for that person to be trusted in small areas like I may so trust you to come over to my house but I'm not trusting you to give the key to my house that's something mm. that's totally different And oftentimes people get upset when you're functioning self-existent because oftentimes because we don't have that definition of trust and know how to execute trust, that we have different definitions of trust and what that looks like. So because you have said something and, you know, and you've told me some secrets about you, now you feel like I should be able to do the same with you. Because your definition of trust is, well, if I tell you secrets, you should be able to trust me and you should be able to do the same thing. But the thing is, trustworthiness has to be based on history. Mm -hmm. And so if your history is saying one thing and the fruit produces something from that history, (laughs) you cannot doubt the fruit. Friends, don't doubt the fruit. (laughs) (laughs) You should be open, of course, 
people change. People suffer and they deal with things. And it's oftentimes by suffering that our mind shifts. And we say, hey, right. this isn't working. I need to make a change. And so if they're, but again, until they shift on their own, their history has shown their mindset working. <laughs> so. so so true. And, and, and it's so true about, <coughs> excuse me, it's so true that you're saying about um, people do change over time because mm -hmm. they, if they're walking in self-existent, let's say they've been a mistrusting in a little area, but they found out truth yeah. about their walk, their walk or the way they're handling something. They found mm -hmm. out truth about, okay, well, this was wrong what I was doing. And then they start to change Yes. Uh, in that relationship then that's where grace comes in and you you um give them the opportunity to walk in their truth amen, amen, amen. and that becomes part of the your your life with them and you're able to share a little bit in that area where they're they're starting to uh, develop as well giving them that time right absolutely people so, do yeah. change but sometimes they don't okay so one of the things one of the things that and that's what I'm working on with my kids. Like I'm I'm setting up my classroom. Like I'm really big on consequences because I want mm -hmm. them to this is gonna sound bad, but I want them to suffer. Like that's even how Jesus learned. He did things. What? <laughs> Jesus say? learned like that. Like he didn't necessarily break the Torah, but he learned life. Through trial and error. He made mistakes and he mm. learned how to walk it out. It's the same for us. And we think that That's Jesus okay. didn't do anything wrong. He didn't break the law, but that doesn't mean he didn't do anything wrong. Okay. Right. Okay. So <laughs> wrong in context of like everyday living, not the law, not the Torah. So mm -hmm. it's important to understand that we walk it out. And as we learn as children, when you touch the stove, that it burns your hand. It is the same thing with us. As we deal with the consequences, we learn that hurts me. It doesn't feel good. I don't like how it made others feel. This is why I'm not going to do this anymore. And mm. that helps people change their mindset. So and another thing that's really important that I, as you were speaking, that I realized that we definitely need to say to people is that, um, and you did touch on in the beginning, it's really mm. important to function with people, like I said, in different various aspects of your life mm -hmm. within these particular areas. If it is a person who is a stranger, you need to talk to them like they are a stranger. That means you just have courteous man manners. You hold the door open yeah, for like, them. Hello, you wave, how's your day? But you don't give them any information. You don't sit at the bus stop and tell them about your... You know, I went to this this kind of uh thing with a friend blah 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 you know yeah you, you don't, don't go into that with a stranger <laughs> that you, you give strangers strangers energy heart mm. you gave them that energy now the next this is called the circle of trust at the international institute of pneumatology this is what we tell our clients this is what we tell the members of our facebook group that the circle of trust consists of these circles and each circle has a different amount of energy. It does not matter if they're related to you. It's based on where you have placed this person in your life, in your sphere, mm -hmm. in your garden, based on history with you. So you have strangers. You give them no information. You have 
acquaintances where you're just very courteous and maybe you talk about things that are happening in society like um you know you could talk about the weather you could talk about um that opening the door (laughs) that's happening you know Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. like that those are acquaintances and you only give acquaintances acquaintance information acquaintance energy Right? right, you're not giving your acquaintance the same thing you're giving your husband. <laughs> different type right. of energy, totally different, different type of level. Right, after so stranger acquaintance, then friends. These are people who you could speak to them about things that are closer to your heart. You can start talking to them about things that are going on in your job. You can talk to them about what you're doing after work. You can mm. talk to them about things that's happening in your family. Of course, there are exceptions to that because mm. they're is another level to this. Well, those may be the people you might want to share that information with. But your mm-hmm. friends, you're not telling them the same stuff you tell the, your husband or even God, right? Different level of energy. Mm-hmm. After that is the close friends. So this is where you could talk about personal things. Like um, maybe you weren't feeling well or you, you know, you're having issues with your children. You talk to them about things like that. Close information. And then intimate. This is your people who are the closest to you. Like your, if you have something called a best friend, <laughs> if you have someone like that, someone that's been in your life and in mm-hmm. many, many areas of your life, whether it's your children, you could leave them at their house. You know, you can mm-hmm. trust them to cook your food and it's not going to be anything crazy. You can tell them <laughs> secrets, things that's happened to you and you know it's not going to be spread across America or Canada. Okay, so you could, (laughs) or the U.S. or Canada, I should say. And so you um, are very intimate with that person. And after that, it would be, of course, your spouse. And it's with the intimate person and your spouse. You could share, like, your emotions and, I don't know, you know, anything that's on your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that uh, um, is bothering them or bothering bothering you. It's almost like a God, your your God relationship with your spouse. Yeah, and your, your spouse own. is the, mm-hmm. is the one that you can talk, of course, about sexual things. Exactly, you know, you're not so, sharing yeah. that with strangers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your acquaintances <laughs> should not know that information. <laughs> and um, so you give your spouse spouse energy, and mm-hmm. spouse could be whomever that person is, you know. Um, however, that's working in your life. <laughs> and then, of course, the the most energy would be. God the Father, God, mm-hmm. the Lord would be who you give. Like there should be no uh, fence in between you. You should be able to say anything, everything, all emotions, everything that's on your mind, anything. And then, of course, because you partner with Holy Spirit to live life. So, so true. So true. We want to make sure that we, and it does take some practice, especially if you were like me and you're just one of those people that just like, before I became self-existent, I, I love to just have people close to me. I like to be around everybody, just be really super chatty, mm-hmm. you know, putting myself in harm's way, basically <laughs> mm-hmm. having mental health issues. So I would just recommend working on that. And, um, you know, just being aware when you meet this person, like I said, just start to practice it and walk it out a little bit. And then, you know, look back and reevaluate yourself over a week's period and say, okay, I did better there. So true, you know, so true. Know who so when, shouldn't be in what areas. Huh? Exactly. So when you become like, like with, with, with your close friends, 
like really mm -hmm. close friends. The like you're talking about energy, right? Your mm -hmm. the inspiration that comes out of you would always be it's still godly to them, giving them that. And with strangers or people that you are not familiar with it or that trust over time people you haven't really acquaintances or whatever it would be just like you said um, the energy you'd give out would be just responding to questions responding to um you know uh, you know whatever opinion that they have it's not as intimately godly as it is with those who are really really close to you Mm -hmm. And and when I say energy, by the way, because I know people who listen to this may not like that word, but energy and spirit are just one and the, the same. Yeah, the and same spirit thing. is the same as mind. So, mm -hmm. right, you, that scripture comes together. How can two walk together if, unless they yeah. are in agreement? And so, mm -hmm. when you um, are walking in agreement, that's why you're married to your spouse. <clears throat> and the reason we're having this topic in why this is so important is because when you're self-existent, you are responsible for managing your energy. You are responsible for managing your breath, your spirit, your heart, your mind. Those are all mm -hmm. synonyms. And so when you're living from the heart, um, it is unwise and irresponsible to entrust your heart or energy or spirit to another without first knowing how they will value your energy. Great, great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, so, yep, yep. So intertwined with trust, mm -hmm. and um, let's say you're a failure at it. Oh, you God. You keep messing up and you say you're going to do something, but you, you know, it depends on within the trust. How do someone would come along and apologize about what oh, they've, so they've encountered and they realized mm -hmm. that they've done something like they've messed up a friendship life, you know, or whatever they want to get into and they want to apologize. How do you go about walking in apology <laughs> to these people that you've messed up or this you is such, for life? This is such <laughs> a good question. And you guys have to forgive me because I spent eight hours a day with children. Okay. So... <laughs> with eight, nine-year-olds all day long. And I talk to them and I really try to convey with them between a sincere apology mm -hmm. and an apology just to get out of the situation. A sincere apology, you know, we deal with the heart, comes from the heart. Mm -hmm. A sincere apology means I want to restore the energetic or the spiritual connection between the two of us that was destroyed when I did whatever it was I did. Right. So especially it's a if you're not you're not aware of it, but you're made aware of it. Yes, it is a heart placement. Mm -hmm. It is an actual mm -hmm. disposition. It should be connected to your emotions yes. when you do this. Because if it's not connected to your emotions, it was never connected to your heart. It's just something that you're doing because heart is actually expressed through feelings. And so, like, have you ever noticed that when you have a thought, feelings are actually attached yes. and you have a thought and all of a sudden you feel depressed or anxiety or stress or but you can also have thoughts that bring joy and peace. And mm -hmm. so I'm not, by the way, talking about intellectual data, like information, like nine plus nine. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about something that like you've learned from school. I'm talking about something that is generated from feeling like 
someone taking your backpack or sorry, I'm with kids all day. If someone <laughs> stealing your car. So your thoughts are never separated from your emotion. So if mm. you have a desire or feeling to do something, it actually produces life for you to move. Like right. you don't get up from a chair because of intellect. You got up because there was a thought some, or an inspiration. Some, some inspiration from you yeah. to move from what place to another. And so oftentimes what we're doing is we're just spouting out words because we want to move on from the situation. You want your husband just to leave you alone. You want your kids to <laughs> just stop fighting, you know? So you're like, just apologize. But well, if you and they're want, like, sorry. <laughs> exactly. And then there was no heart in that. It was literally no. just the, words. The, it was just words. There was no spirit mm. or energy or breath behind it. And so when we, if you desire to, to continue to have an uninterrupted um, connection with someone else, there needs to be an apology, especially if there has been some sort of oppression that took place. And anytime mm. there's a lack of ego, equity between two people, which is usually where there's an apology needed, that means someone was functioning outside of their heart. Maybe they were being self-righteous and being irresponsible. And so if you have done something to that matter, you have to feel remorse. Yes. <laughs> you, you have you, to feel. You would see these in um, some of you, if you've ever go to court cases too, like mm -hmm. in the laws, and someone did something to somebody's family, mm -hmm. and you see one family smirking over the other or you know, one's crying because something happened to somebody in their family, but the other side is not really remorseful of what they did. Mm -hmm. You can tell there it's not, it's not a true apology. It's not a true, I did something wrong and this was wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's you know? really important, you all, spiritually, it's a spiritual thing because what you're doing is engaging spirit with another person. Mm -hmm. So that mm -hmm. they can trust you again. We've been talking about trust so that they can trust you to be connected to you, to feel mm -hmm. safe with you, to be able to have whatever energy has. Because if you've come into my house, we'll go back to the beginning with my, nobody did this, <laughs> by the way. If you come into my house with your shoes on, now oh, I'm not going oh, to really, really want to invite you over because I know there's going to be some issue with that, you know? Mm. Or, you know, if you're asking me to, Miss King, can I go to the restroom and you're dumping water in the trash, <laughs> I, I don't trust you again. And so now you have to not only apologize, but now you have to begin to prove to me that I can trust you again. So once trust is broken, yes, you need to apologize sincerely, remorsefully from the heart to reconnect spirit. But the person who was apologized to also now has to see you function in truth again so that the connection mm -hmm. is so restored. True. So just mm -hmm. because you apologized <laughs> to the person doesn't mean like my students see, I'm sorry, Miss King. That's great. Now I want to watch you for the next few weeks, months, years. Just kidding. <laughs> just <laughs> I want to see how you act. And I have mm -hmm. people that are like, okay, I see that. And, you know, I had had to ask Zane about this because I was like, 
I'm just having kids who's going back and forth. He was like, well, how are you doing on consequences? And he was like, you have to be stuck on consequences so they can change their mind. And sometimes people are apologizing to you mm-hmm. and if they don't even mean it, they don't even, they may not care. It could be manipulation behind it. But you are also going to have to see what that situation is because sometimes people need those consequences. So you may say, I accept your apology, but you still can't come over my house anymore. Like, I accept your apology. We can meet out. We can go to a restaurant. And then over time, I was like, see, I could trust you at a restaurant. Maybe I'll start Mm -hmm. inviting you over my house again. (laughs) I don't know why that's my example for today's show. I don't know why. It's a good example. <laughs> okay, good. I feel like it's pretty like just laid back. But you apply your own situations, folks. Please apply insert own situations. So, and then yes. I have kids who don't even apologize for what they did. Like I want to know what it is you are remorseful about. So mm-hmm. they'll like take somebody's pencil or something like that, and they're like, "I'm sorry." You know, when I take them into the hallway to have the conversation that I have to have. And they're like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, what are you sorry for? Mm. What do you regret doing? <laughs> because if you don't even tell me what you regret doing, I don't even believe you. believe you. And you may need to be apologizing to me. You're over here apologizing to Tim, Timmy. Right? <laughs> so you need to actually say what you're sorry for. Hmm. I've had people like so say true, sorry to me and so I'm like, true. yeah, but I don't even know what you're apologizing for. Are you apologizing that you got caught? Because sometimes <laughs> people are like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, you're sorry. I know sorry it's not funny, that. but <laughs> but that does play out, right? It does. People what do, do that. Where they're they are sorry because they got caught. Not you, what they did, sorry. but they got caught. Yeah, I want to know that you're sorry for what you did. That's the first step we have to cover. <laughs> but this all ties in in Matthew, what Jesus said in Matthew 7. Mm-hmm. He's, at 7.15, he says, Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. This is this is the key. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes or thorns or figs or twistle, or thistles? Even mm-hmm. so... Every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but mm-hmm. a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. Mm-hmm. A tree cannot bear e- forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bringeth forth good fruit. For real. Folks, whatever fruit they present to you, take it at face value, please. Take it at face <laughs> value. Don't keep um, having to put yourself in those situations, but definitely doing that observation over a period of time. And some people will say to me, well, how long is that? And I'm like, well, however long you need to know that you can trust the mind of this person that you're dealing mm-hmm. with. And just because you can also trust them in this area doesn't mean they have t- integrity in that area. Because in self-existence, we say integrity all around. You know, integrity is integrity. But some people mm-hmm. haven't gotten to that place where they're There's fully areas. Yeah, where yeah. they're fully functioning in integrity and they um, look for the through the heart or function from the heart in all situations and capacities. And because one of the things that we um, we convey at the Institute is that um, you function from integrity, no matter, even if, or even if it's to your own detriment. And I think I talked mm-hmm. about that on the show before, where I ended up getting that 270 or $87 ticket 
Yes. <laughs> and it was because, yes. you know, I, I, I made the right turn, you know, in the middle of Manhattan where I wasn't supposed to. And so I suffered mm. because I, I didn't function from integrity and I dealt with my consequence. I didn't want to lie to the officer. So give me my ticket that I don't want to pay because it's so much, but I'm going to pay it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I want to function. From Go ahead. Yeah, you're saying so we can function from integrity. So if you're the individual out there that want to uh, operate in trust and and apologizing, um, like we were talking about, there's some parts in other people's lives or even your life. You look at your life as a house, right? You have, a, let's say, a mansion. You have many rooms that um, you went through life with and you've accumulated um, a way of thinking over time. And father is just going through every door of your house and just opening it up mm -hmm. and cleaning out and bringing good things, what you really are in that room out. So, um, yeah, when that person, the other person, let's say what you're talking about, um, Courtney, about trusting in a certain area, that that room that's cleaned out. Sure. Mm -hmm. You know, but the other areas still they're working on them. They're opening the doors. They're working on it. That's if you are walking self-existently and you want to walk the supernatural life um, mm -hmm. in God. So I think, that's just a tip. <laughs> and I concerning self-existently, like I think I said this on a show recently, is that, or maybe the one where you interviewed me, is you can walk in self-existence immediately. But there are mm -hmm. areas situations that Holy Spirit's gonna place you in so you could learn how to walk in self-existence because self-existence is a mindset. So and there's areas he's going to put you in so that you can make sure you function in that mindset and you mm -hmm. can make adjustments. Jesus had to do the same thing. And mm -hmm. so we are you know, functioning in that manner. And so, like, I even just know, like, yeah, I've been going to school and just working and doing things with the coaching practice for two years. And all of a sudden, here I am back in the school, you know, and I'm like, okay, I have to learn to function self-existently with this group of kids in the classroom, dealing with teachers, dealing with admin and all these other things. So I'm like finding some ways. I'm like, hmm, we need to tweak that. Okay, we gotta go back in the garden over there because I stepped out. So good. Child, so good. The child was outside of the garden and I had stepped outside with him. So I'm gonna mm -hmm. go back in now. <laughs> so, so good. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, concerning apologizing, like even when I'm dealing with them and, um, We've recently at the Institute even put up some things that talked about like how to apologize. And that was actually one of the things was so funny is that also was put out is that when it comes to apologizing self-existently, it has to be a heartfelt apology so that you mm -hmm. can reconnect spirit and reconnect emotions and not have that ill feeling toward that person anymore. And so you have to apologize for what you actually did. You and know? most and of us would look at this as forgiveness, right? forgiving one another and yeah, it sets forgive. you it, it not just sets that person free because he, their heartfelt <laughs> apology came across you uh it releases them it, they are released by doing it and it releases you by mm -hmm. setting um like you're saying reconnecting spirit by setting um you to start watching again and trusting and and you know walking forward in life and not having to every time you see them you're like Ugh. or you yeah. know you have this yeah. weird uh, thinking when you see them so yeah yeah 
And it's not so much, I know we look at it like, well, I was the victim in this situation, but in self-existence, you're never the victim. Um, so it's not ever about being a victim. It's again about reconnecting spirit. But <laughs> what I was actually going to say about the um, the apology, excuse me, is you need to say, number one, what you did. And number two, you need to communicate the regret concerning the thing. A lot of times we justify our action. Like, uh, I'm just going back to the kids. You guys, I have kids. So. <laughs> I've, got, I've got 21 of them. And today, one of them took a pencil from one. And the response was so weird. The other one bit the other child. And then when I talked to the child who, it was wrong to take her pencil, but our reaction is not to bite. But she began to justify her actions. She was like, well, I didn't do it. First, she tried to lie. Then she was like, well, I did it because. And I'm like, no, you're apologizing right now. And you can't justify why you just bit this person. <laughs> because when someone takes your pencil, which he was not supposed to do, you should have raised your hand and told me. And I would have dealt with the situation. Right. So we want to make sure that when we are apologizing, we're not trying to justify why we did anything because you still are on the other side of the fence you're still outside the gate if you are still trying to it's, justify it's no longer an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth it's not an apology <laughs> if, you're, if you're going well this is why i slapped you you know whatever or whatever the thing is right <clears throat> you know like if you know they're running down the hallway and they're like i did it because no don't justify it you need to be remorseful <laughs> I need you to completely regret that you did this. And that's another thing. If you don't completely regret that you did it, that means you're open to do it again. And you yeah. really, truly have not repented. So still, so you're still functioning from the same mindset. So true. Yeah. So true. You need to shift your mind because you've broken the trust. And you've broken the spirit of the relationship. And so you need to mm -hmm. apologize for how you have betrayed it. Mm -hmm. And then you also need to really ask them to forgive you. Like, seriously, like we can say, I apologize for um, telling your secret. And I understand that it really has hurt your feelings. And I have justified, and I can't justify my actions. It was wrong. I have betrayed your trust. And now I'm really asking you to allow the relationship between us to be restored. And you will see me do the following, mm. <laughs> whatever that is, mm -hmm. to restore the trust between us. You're now going to see me, whatever that is you need to do, restore the trust. Walk down the mm. hallway. Um, you're going to see me come back from the bathroom. Talking about my kids again. Sorry, I just left them and they're on my mind. Um, <laughs> you're going to see me go to the restroom <laughs> and I'll be right back you know, and no teacher is mm -hmm. going to come, you know, you're going to see all these things from me. That is how you truly apologize. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So good. Yes. Yes. So yes. I hope that helps you guys in our topic. <laughs> yeah. um, shall we move on to our, cause I think we got a little bit. Yeah. Let's do some questions. Yeah. Our little trivia and then mm -hmm. we can, yeah, get this going. So guys, I hope again that our topic uh, has inspired you today 
and to look at some areas of your life. Uh, so we're going to move on to our Reconstruct Your Matrix. And again, another fun Bible trivia game coming your way. I'm mm -hmm. going to give you guys some questions and hopefully you can comment below, get the answers right, and you win. One thousand <laughs> blessings, <laughs> blessings, blessings, <laughs> blessings. <laughs> so good. <laughs> All right. So number one. Who watched as Moses float the basket <laughs> down the Nile? Tanya, it, I love your question. <laughs> was it his sister Miriam, Meridium, mom and dad, or a cat? You can look that up in Exodus 2-4. <laughs> Again. <laughs> who watched as Moses float down the basket down the Nile? Was it his sister Miriam, Miriam, his mom and dad, or a cat? Number two, James used the example of which Old Testament figure to demonstrate how the prayers of a righteous man can have powerful results? Was it Elijah, Samson, or Peter? You can look this guys up in James 5, chapter 5, verse 13 to 18 to find the answers. Again, James used the example of which Old Testament figure to demonstrate how the prayers of a righteous man can have powerful results. Was it Elijah, Samson, or Peter? Question number two. Who pretended to be mad to avoid capture and death at the hands of an enemy king? Was it David, Saul, or John the Baptist? You can look that up in 1 Samuel 21, verse 13. Again, who pretended to be mad? That means crazy, you know, out of his mind. To avoid <laughs> capture and death at the hands of an enemy king. Was it David? Saul, or John the Baptist. And last but not least, finish this proverb. Where there is no vision, what's the answer? Is it the people sing, the people go to the movies, or the people perish? Again, guys, finish this proverb. Where there is no vision, the people sing, you know, la, 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 or the people go to the movies, or the people perish. So, guys, hopefully you got all your answers, comments, and all below, and ready for the answers. So, question number one, the answer, who watched as Moses float the basket, as Moses floated in the basket down the Nile, it was his sister Miriam. Number two, James used the example of which Old Testament figure to demonstrate how the prayers of a righteous man can have a power can have powerful results. If you put below Elijah, you are amazing. 
It is Elijah. <laughs> and number three, who pretended to be mad or crazy, you know, just out of his mind to avoid capture and death at the hands of the enemy? If you pick David, wow, you know your Bible. <laughs> and number four, finish this proverb. Where there is no vision, the answer is the people perish. So, guys, I'm so glad you guys can play along with us in this mm -hmm. um, Bible trivia. If you got the answers correct, I'm so glad that those blessings, that those 1,000 blessings are headed your way. So, be blessed. Be blessed. <laughs> all right, you all. So, are we wrapping it up here? Did you have anything else you wanted to add before we go? Um, Not really oh just an inspir inspiration of thought for you guys so uh, hopefully you took the topic today that we talked about think about the things in your life look at the people around you um and just sit back with father god and just start to go one by one and just just look at the people and write things down if you have a journal or whatever write things down about what you see what you understand, how can you make an, this area better, you know, just an encouraging just to walk in this uh, self-existent life. So that's my inspiration for today. Amen. And I would just say, like, I really sense that this is going to be really freeing for some people. Like, I just see people's spirits being set free as mm. they receive this. And for them to just really begin to be at peace in their heart because now they have the mindset, they have the thought, they have the formula on how to function so that they can keep themselves, um, they can be, remain responsible over their spirit in concerning in this area. So I'm just really excited for those of you who I can see. This is going to make a, a, a nice, beautiful, sunny, bright shift for you. <laughs> Very excited for you. And then all of you who are listening, I just want to say that the Lord bless you and keep you and shine his face upon you. He is gracious to you. He has turned his face towards you and he gives you peace and shalom. Shalom. <laughs> so I do. Um, if there's nothing else, Tanya. Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> so just want to thank you all for listening to the Reboot Your Biblical Perspective radio show with Tanya Woodkey and Courtney King. You can learn more about trust and apologizing by joining our Facebook group, the United Life Mindset Mentors, or visiting our website at International Institute of Neurotology. To listen to this segment again, you can find us on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and Google Podcasts. So be blessed. Ooh, yay. Bye, everybody. Bye.